Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Thanks for the Knowledge Fanbytes Weekly News Show, rounding up the headlines in games and entertainment in one handy podcast. I'm your host, head of Fanbyte Media, John Warren. Hope everyone has had a wonderful week and weekend. Uh, I'm actually, uh, if you're listening to this, I'm in New York City and I'm having fun. I went Sunday morning and I'm going to be back on Saturday. I no, no thoughts, brain empty. Just seeing friends and eating really good food, hopefully. Um, I, but we do have a good show for you today. Uh, we have, uh, we have, of course, news to get to, and we have what game releases are coming out this week while I'm in New York. Uh, and to start all of that, I'm actually going to talk to brand editor plus Nikki Grayson about that Pokemon Presents, as well as Epic's big new acquisition. <music> In case you missed my Tuesday morning stream, Tuesday morning the show, which you can find at twitch.tv slash fanbyte, uh, we discussed the uh, Pokemon Presents that introduced us to some updates to familiar games as well as Generation 9 with Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet. Johansson, oh. <laughs> and Scarlet Johansson. There's three of them this time. Scarlet, Whoa. Violet, and Johansson. Um, Pokemon Johansson. It makes no sense. With me to discuss uh, those details, in case you missed it, is Nikki Grayson. Hello. Hi. I Hi. don't think I've ever been on this show and let you introduce me before I've spoken. I know. There was the one time where I I kept asking. There, remember the one where I asked for an introduction? Yeah. Like multiple times uh-huh. because you were like, I introduced you in the last segment and uh-huh. then. Yeah. yeah, remember that one? I do. Everyone I remember should go that. back and listen to that one. All that news is still fresh and relevant. Yeah, I actually, I think I, I mostly stopped doing the I introduced you in the previous segment because um, I, I think it is unnerving for people. It is. Yeah. To just like start talking. To just, just start. Yeah. I mean, like every time I meet anyone on the street, I'm like, and with me today. <laughs> and with me today is my dog Barley. Is my dog Barley? Barley. <laughs> Barley. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the sidewalk. And Barley's and they, like, I, I pooped everywhere. Barley's wow. never done that. Really? Yeah. That's nice. That's really nice of Barley. My dogs don't have that kind of. My if if you if you close my dog Ziggy, <laughs> if you close my dog Ziggy in a room by himself for more than three minutes, I want to say mm. he will shit somewhere. Wow, Barley is so good that. The, it was like snowstorming mm-hmm. uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I put a pee pad down in the bathroom, 
And she like refuses to use it because she's like, I don't pee in the house. But I guess she just got to the point where she had to pee and she peed and then she walked out of the bathroom and made the loudest, most sad noise I've ever heard because she was so ashamed that she had peed in the house. And I was like, "It's, it's fine, baby. Like, it's okay. You peed on the pad too. Like, you're fine. Anyway, what are we talking about? Video uh, games, huh? <laughs> Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Um, we got introduced to Gen Nine, kind of surprisingly. I think it's been. I mean, I was. Our, you know what? I was surprised. Okay, well, because they're on this year. They're they're on this kind of every year thing. They're on a low key Call of Duty schedule. It's weird. Well, well now John, they aren't. No, they're not. They just nope. did. They did Arceus, and they're coming out with Gen Nine this year. That's different. Is it? Yeah, Sword and Shield came out in twenty. Yeah, but then but then they just did Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl. Those ones don't count either. Why not? They put because work those into are remakes. It. Game yeah, Freak doesn't they... make the remakes. Anymore. Okay, fine. All right. Okay, so they're not. God, you have a new. They gave you a news show. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. None they, of this shit makes any they, fucking they, sense. Quote unquote. They gave me a news <laughs> show as if I didn't go. I'm going to start a news <laughs> show, and then everyone around me was just like, "Are you the most qualified to do this?" I was like. <laughs> I can't even hear what you're saying. Imran so, works here. I'm so high sure? up on this tower. Um, um, Imran can no. have this show in a nanosecond if he wants to. I can, <laughs> I can fucking rest on Fridays. That'd be great. Um, no, you are 100% correct. It doesn't make any fucking sense. It, it does make any sense. They just, did, um, they, just did, they just did Arceus. Yes. So my understanding is that... So usually a Pokemon generation is three years. Yeah. Um... So Pokemon Sword Shield came out last, or sorry, in 2019, mm-hmm. and then the pandemic happened. Right. So they then released DLC over the course of 2020. Yeah. In 2021, early, we got, early 21, we got, uh, or not early, kind of like summer 21, late summer. Right. We got Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, which is the remake. Mm-hmm. And then usually there is a third game in the generation that is a combination of the other games, or it is a sequel to the first two. Mm -hmm. They didn't do that because nobody liked sword and shield. Right. They also gave it a lot of DLC. Yeah. Uh, Instead, they were also working on Pokemon legends Arceus, which I'm convinced was supposed to be released. Oh, Go ahead. Was supposed to be released last year in late 2021. Yeah, but when they did the trailer, the whole thing was at seven frames per second, and they probably needed more time. They needed more time. The plus the pandemic, it got pushed. Yeah, sure. Because as we were saying on Tuesday, in what world does it make any sense to put a Pokemon game out after Christmas? Yeah, it does. Like it just doesn't. doesn't. Yeah. So, I think that's what happened. Generation nine. If you're following that math, Generation 9 has to start this year. Yeah. So yeah. the game has to come out this yeah. year. And it does seem like the game is coming out this year. Does yeah. I do I want does anybody want that? I guess is a is a good question to ask. I mean, yeah, know? the same people that don't care what kind of Pokemon slop they get and are all over Twitter just saying, give me all the Pokemon slop. I don't care if it's good or not. <laughs> I mean that they're that that seems like the majority of people. 
And I think that you're right. Like, I think there are, there's a large component of the audience that's like, it's Pokemon. I kind of don't care. Yeah. But as a person who legitimately has been reinvigorated to this series because of Pokemon Legends Arceus, a game that I love and will be on my top 10 list this year. Yeah. I'm calling that now in fucking March. It's going to be on my top 10 list this year. But I, if you gave me enough time, I could give you 15 minutes of issues big and small about yeah. that game right that because i know how video games are made mm-hmm. will not be addressed by the time pokemon oh, no. scarlet and violet come out no. this fall because that's just not how development cycles work no it's not the a lot of the ideas the same ideas that they were working with might be slightly evolved slightly different than they were in pokemon legends rcs but not enough to mean anything yeah um the one that people want, the first good Pokemon, I mean, like, who knows? I was really honestly entirely expecting Legends Arceus to be like half baked. And it is, but not in the ways that I thought it was going to be. <laughs> right. I think like mechanically, <laughs> like mechanically and the loop, I think is like perfect. It, I think it like is, that stuff it is, is an great. actually fun to play Pokemon game. Yes. Which I which, think I which you know what, Nikki? I hadn't played one of those before, yeah, to be honest. Exactly. Yeah. Um like where the where the game is like half baked is everything but the mechanics of yes. playing it. Yeah. Right. I think so I like, think the narrative and the world building and things yes. like that, that's all fairly half baked, but the actual mechanics are dope. Yeah. Which is apparently what we're getting in Gen 9 is the mechanics from Arceus, we believe. Yeah, but like, so the the game is it's not rumored. It's it like rumored um, to wow, take place. Jeff, wow, in, Jeff Grubb here. Yeah, listen. Welcome. I have a new show. Thank you. Um, <laughs> my beard is so luscious, and I have <laughs> seven Steam decks. Um, <laughs> it's going to take place in like a hybridized Portugal, Spain. Yeah, um, which I think is boring. They've yes. done Western Europe the last. They've done Western two, Europe a lot. Yeah, two out of the last three games have been Western Europe. Yeah, um, it was France. Then they went to Hawaii, uh, and then Sword and Shield were in the UK, and now they're in Spain, Portugal. Which, like, fine, but like, I don't. That's boring to me. Right. Go a- go anywhere else. What if they um, did LA? That would be really cool. Like I think uh, they a huge do, LA. Uh, like a, a the size of GTA Five map. Yes, that's <laughs> what I want. It's just Pokemon. It's just Pokemon. But on that to to that point, like uh, if you haven't played PLA, uh, it is Monster Hunter like Monster yeah. Hunter uh, Rise like. More specifically, you yeah. go into the hub world that you go talk to a person, a map comes up, you pick the area you want to go to. The area is pretty big, but you can't travel from area to area without going back to the hub world. So Pokemon. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Real. real, Yeah, still in there, huh? Still in there. Yeah, they're still in this one. Um, They're still in this video game. Uh, We did see the three starters of this game. Yeah, as a duck. A it's cat a duck, and a, a cat, pepper crocodile. And a pepper and a pepper dino, which is pretty pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I hope he doesn't I hope he's not bipedal. I know. When yeah. he evolves. Yeah. The Pokemon Company cow very frequently cowards. 
I know. Right. Yeah. They, they just, they're fucking lazy. They don't like making good video games. Right. Um, they won't put all the Pokemon in the game, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But they always, the thing that I actually, those are all jokes. The thing I actually <laughs> don't like is that they are so insistent on making these fuckers stand up like guy. I know. And it's like, not everything stand up like guy. Not everything stand up like guy. It's true. Like croc- Sometimes crocodile need to walk on all four legs because mm-hmm. that's how crocodile work. That's how crocodile work. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Damn, yeah. we really kind of lost the thread though, huh? No, it's okay. Like we're going to get it. Oh, back. I remember what I was talking about. Amazing. Now, Good job. Thank you. This one, I was talking about how the last, how Pokemon Legends Arceus is Monster Hunter, like where you hop from region, from area to area and every area is really big. Right. In Pokemon uh, Scarlet and Violet, which I think are the worst named Pretty games, bad names. Yeah. They're too close together. Yep. Um, conceptually, they yep. like f- they have been opposites forever. Right. Um, but whatever. Uh, I mean, we've we've had games that are called Black and White, X yes, and Y, X and Y, um, uh, Sword these, and Shield, and shield these, Mo- these Sun kind of, and Moon, Sun and Moon. These kind of like, yeah, not not polar opposites, but like conceptual opposites. Yeah, and, yeah, like related but very clear right. that they are different. Scarlet yeah. and Violet are. They've also already done right red. They've done red. This already. is like the third variant of red they've done. Mm-hmm. Fourth, really. Because they did red, they did uh ruby, they did fire red, and now they've done scarlet. Cowards. Get a color wheel. Get a color wheel. Um anyway, this one's gonna be entirely connected. So in theory, you will be able to move from location to location without a load. Yeah. Um, <sighs> trailer sure. trailer still runs at 20 uh 20 fps about so i think there are a handful of things that are happening yeah when the pokemon company releases trailers yeah that don't actually make any sense to me right i actually think that when they f- do trailers for the um for the web and stuff yeah I think they are actually running the game in pre-production on actual hardware. Mm. I don't, because like, I don't think that they are running it on a PC that is like brute forcing it to like look good. Right. I think the, like the thing that keeps biting them in the ass because Pokemon Legends Arceus runs totally fine. Like, It doesn't look wonderful. I think it looks fine when it's in handheld, especially yeah. on the Switch OLED. Looks, looks pretty good with the OLED, yeah. But it's like, it does not look anything like either of the trailers they put out before the game came out, which is to say that it looks and runs well. I think they just keep running these trailers off of consumer hardware, but in a pre-release build where they yeah. haven't done any optimization. Yeah. Which I think is like a, it's kind of commendable, yeah, I guess, but it's also like, this like is what we got right now. But, here but it's go. also like, yeah. did y'all like where were y'all the last time this happened to you? Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm. I. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, we'll I see. Don't know either. The, these 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 games. Uh, I I really liked Pokemon Legends Arceus. 
Yeah. And I hope that they have, these games are obviously developed side by side. So these teams have been working on these ideas for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited to see what translation we get, like what, where those ideas lie. My fear is that it won't be different enough. Um, and it'll kind of feel like a, a wheel spinning year. Right. Uh, and again, like the, that the next good one is not going to be until 2024, but like part of me is hopeful. I kind of want them to return to like a straight up get eight gym badges, mm. but the world is really big. Yeah. Um, kind of situation, but okay. every, every Pokemon game, they come up with some new dumb shit. So yeah, they do. I hope that the gimmick is tame and they use like the gimmick this time is mechanical and not aesthetic. Yeah. Um, yeah, that makes so sense. we'll see that that makes sense. Maybe, um, maybe it'll be, maybe it'll be co-op. That'd be interesting. That'd be an interesting be, wrinkle. But it maybe be. it'll be co-op. Yeah. Can you imagine <laughs> can you imagine Game Freak getting our head around net code to like do good co-op? No. no but but you know what though? I can see them getting figuring out how to get one person into a lobby and then it running kind mm-hmm. of fine. Yeah, I can see that. Because yeah. there's no the reason why I, I, I think this is because there's no online functionality in Pokemon Legends RCS. Right. Other than trading. Mm-hmm. Which is a weird thing to do if uh, I, th- I think it's weird in relief to this game coming out because to me, that kind of feels like they're sitting on something. Right. Yeah. yeah but I, could, I, could see I don't know. They've also had enough time to hire people who know how to make an online, like, I guess you could say this about Nintendo for the last 15 years. But uh, since it's been long enough since Temtem came out. That oh, wow. if they're gonna steal an idea from Temtem and have it some be somewhat collaborative, that's enough time in a development cycle to get that going. So right. we'll see. Yeah. Uh, which which of these uh, little lizards are you gonna get? Uh definitely uh definitely the the pepper pepper dino. Pepper, yeah, I I agree. I like um, I like him a lot. I think the kitty has gotten a lot of attention for good reasons. Very cute, but it's a very safe, like cute design. Do you know what I mean? It's just just a fucking cat. And I don't really understand the the internet's obsession with cats. And like it that's neither just here cat. nor there. But it's just yeah. a green cat. Yeah. And the duck is cool. Did you see the um? Did you see the video of uh the cat saying its name to Despacito? Sprigatito. That's pretty. Did you good. see that? Yeah, it's no, I good. didn't. But I've, I just, I kind of just made it in my head. So I yeah, I, I mean, it was I pretty, got it. pretty easy to put that together. But yeah, yeah. Um, that's cool. A lot of people like that tidy duck. The tight, like the the description the is like duck. it's a tidy duck. It's like so it's an uptight duck. Uptight duck. Uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> That's good. It's really Thanks. good. Uh, all right. Thanks for Pokemon news. Let's move yeah. on to uh, another thing that happened this week, which was pretty strange. I yep. didn't see it coming. Uh, Epic Games is acquiring 
uh, Bandcamp, which if folks that may not know, is basically an independent music storefront. It's been around for many years. And it's a place where independent artists can just like, you know, throw up an album pretty easily, easily without a ton of friction. They can put it up for sale uh, and they get a they get a cut and all that stuff. Um, And Epic has now bought Bandcamp. They say that Bandcamp will, quote, keep operating as a standalone marketplace and music community, end quote. Nikki, what did you think when you heard about this? What the, why, though? Yeah. Well, because, because, quote, well, because they will, quote, play an important role in Epic's vision to build out a creator marketplace ecosystem for content, technology, games, art, music, and more. So it does feel like they are going to have some sort of very open marketplace for things like tech, mm. which we already kind of knew about things like art, which like they've always kind of had with like asset marketplaces, but mm-hmm. like, you know, they'll, they'll do it. Obviously they have the storefront for their games and they, they have already gotten a little bit into music. Cause I think they, didn't they buy, they bought harmonics, they bought, they bought harmonics um, and they also, oh, they also bought House Party, but that's basically group video chat. Um, yeah. They shut I, it down anyway. Right. But they put it in Fortnite. Yeah. They put it in Fortnite. So um, that's, that's something we, we have to always think about is Fortnite. They're backing into making iTunes. Right. Like is what's actually happening. Yeah. Right. Like not, not, like not iTunes, the music storefront iTunes, the application on your computer where all your shit lives. Correct. Like when, when iTunes was at its peak, you had your movies, you had your TV shows, you had your, all of your music was in there. Yep. Um, it was where you went to like sync your phone and yes. your messages. And like if the stack that they're trying to build is open the Epic app, you can FaceTime, you can like group chat people out of here because we bought House Party. You can group video chat people out of here because we bought uh, House Party. Um, there's music in here because we bought Bandcamp. Um, yeah. yeah, like Paul is like saying, go to a music festival together. Like, okay, open up the Epic app. It'll open Fortnite for you. And you can do a, the call will be supported on House Party and you will be playing Fortnite with your friends in the Epic app. Um if you decide you want to start making shit for Fortnite or another Unreal Engine game, all of the assets are there in the asset part of the store. Like they're just, they're making iTunes. Yeah. But I don't understand why they had to buy Bandcamp. Bandcamp to do it. To do it. Yeah. Not, not to like knock Bandcamp, which I think rules. Right. But Bandcamp doesn't do anything. Bandcamp does not have technology as far as I know, no, that ba- Epic could not spend eight months yeah, I, doing I, I, themselves. I will say that, that the technology stack, if you will, of Bandcamp is about a decade old. Yeah. Like it's it's not uh, – unless, unless there has been a drastic shift in the way Bandcamp works in the past year that I'm just I don't not aware of. That's I don't think true. there is. But it's like th- this is still a very, very, very – basic web system of uploading music, putting it on a storefront 
everything mostly looks pretty homogenous without, you know, a lot of work to be done. The the, the technology stack itself is not that impressive. And and are they buying a library of music? I mean, can't just people and Bandcamp just remove their music? I mean, it's not, it's not like they're acquiring all of this music. So, and I, I also think that critical to the reason why people like Bandcamp so much is that there's no, I don't think Bandcamp owns any owns of the, the music. music. Right. Yeah. They don't own the rights. So I don't, it, it I is, don't know. <laughs> it's a little strange. I mean, maybe Bandcamp is working on something that they knew about and, and we're like, okay, well, yeah, we want to get on this or whatever. Or maybe they just want to basically have mute. They want to convert the web platform that is Bandcamp and put it in the Epic Games launcher in a very highly searchable way and say, here's basically a music storefront. And now, now that it's part of the Epic launcher, there might be artists that, you know, Taylor Swift might be like, sure, I'll put my music on Bandcamp because now it's part of Epic Games. Like, is that the play? I have no fucking idea. I don't know. Yeah, I it, I truly do not understand. They also didn't say explicitly what they were going to do with it. I I read the the press release for the Harmonics acquisition, and they explicitly said Fortnite in right. the press release. They were yeah. like, "We are purchasing Harmonics and the team." Um, which like that was one of that was the only acquisition actually I think last year that made sense to me. Yeah. Out of, or like, was that last year or was that in January? Whatever. In the last 12 months, that was the only one that made, like, actually made sense to me. Right. Um, but yeah, of course they're going to put some of the Fuser shit into yeah. Fortnite. Of sure. course they are. Yeah. Like, of course they are going to use, like, leverage the fact that Epic has more money than God and can license anything yeah. Yeah. to, like, boost the harmonics team's ability to continue to make cool stuff mm-hmm. that tracks yeah not this is i i'm gonna try to be very careful about the way i'm going to frame this okay <laughs> to the average person playing Fortnite, yes there is nothing worthwhile to them on Bandcamp. yeah agree so i don't know where the connection is for epic to try to leverage, like, are they going to start be like enter the music promotion business? I mean, and like yeah, have yeah. like a huge team that is like going through every single thing that's uploaded to Bandcamp, like outside, like Bandcamp already does like weekly, like here's the best of Bandcamp, but it's like, like it's epic yeah. now. Like, are they gonna yeah, try to what? be? I don't know. Their 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 CEO, Bandcamp CEO Ethan Diamond said that they're going to work together with Epic behind the scenes to push dev of merchandising, payment platform options, mobile apps, live streaming, and more. So there is kind of a promotion aspect of this that it seems like they're trying to build together. But why did Epic have to buy? I don't know. Bandcamp. Do I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. It seems like, it, it's, it seems like especially with Fortnite being as cross- uh, cross discipline as it is mm-hmm. and like how marketing savvy those people obviously are to get all the uh, frankly shocking 
uh, you know, uh, uh, collaborations going. It's Mm -hmm. like you would think they would have the personnel necessary to kind of build their own thing. Yeah. Yeah. But But, it's also like, honestly, honestly, they probably got Bandcamp for cheap, right? Bandcamp. Okay. So that's the thing. Bandcamp could not have been very expensive. Couldn't have been. Also the name brand of Bandcamp has more indie cachet than anything it does. Epic could have right. started themselves. Right. Yeah. Ep- um, I think now, okay, you know what? Now, the more that now, we talk now, about it. Now you're like, wow, Epic is so smart. Well, no, I don't know if they're smart, <laughs> but I feel like the their actual play is to just be a music promoter on right. the side. They right. are obsessed with the idea of live events, right? Yes. yes. And if they if they purchase Bandcamp and this team of folks who are actually dedicated to the work and to the music, uh-huh. and then they start merging some of this stuff that they are working on digitally inside of Fortnite to create music festivals or concerts for these smaller artists that are on Bandcamp, except like they serve fucking chug juice at the <laughs> bar. Yeah. Like, I can kind of see that, mm-hmm. but I don't know. At least for from I don't know from from here where you, where where you and I are sitting, it just kind yeah. of seems like they were like, oh, we found so much money in the couch cushion, yes. and we typed some letters into the internet, <laughs> and Bandcamp came up, and we were like, can yeah. we buy? Are they available? Uh, <laughs> can we buy that? Tim was like, hey, can we buy? Band, you seen this? There, uh, sorry, you said their CEO's name is Ethan Diamond. That sounds made up, but Diamond? okay. Diamond? Sure. All right, is let's buy rich? it. He has a mine? He, he doesn't have a mine. He doesn't have a mine. Okay, good. I still want... Okay, I'm going to put my PayPal information in. <laughs> Tim Sweeney putting in his <laughs> PayPal info to buy Bandcamp. Into Bandcamp. The first time Tim Sweeney tried to buy Bandcamp, he had he bought every song on it. And then he went to his team <laughs> and he was like, I, I bought got, Bandcamp. I bought Bandcamp. And they were like, what, Tim? Tim. <laughs> Tim. Tim. <laughs> Tim, I'm sorry. That's not how it works. I know you're excited about owning the soundtrack to every indie game that made you cry. But... That's that's mean you own Bandcamp, sir. Um, that's really funny. Uh, yeah, on the Thursday before Bandcamp Friday, that's really good. You come to me on the Thursday before, before Bandcamp, Bandcamp Friday. Friday. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I mean it's it's definitely an interesting acquisition, and it's also I think terrifying probably for independent artists that are on the platform because. You know, they say everything's going to be the same. We're still going to have Bandcamp Fridays and it's still going to be, you know, we're still going to basically have an artist first revenue model and all this mm-hmm. stuff. But um, and, and, and to Epic's credit, I'll say this, their game stack, it, they put their money where their mouth is like the, the, the game stack version gives uh, game developers a better cut than Steam does. So it's like yeah. they may continue the artist first revenue model, but we also don't know to what extent this is going to become extremely corporatized, what kind of yeah. restrictions are going to be on what you can upload and what you can sell, especially on this new storefront. So it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I, I get why people are upset about it. And, it, and one more point to, I don't like giving multi-billion dollar corporations no, no, no. credit. Agree. But they, when they bought Psyonix, the Rocket League people, they bought them and then just gave them money. 
Yeah, they just and said, then, we'll just like keep doing were entirely ha- like have been entirely hands off. I think I said this on Tuesday. The wild, the wildest thing Epic did when they bought Psionics was they made them start their season pass number over. They were on like season fourteen uh-huh. when they right. got bought, and now they're on season four again uh-huh. or something. Yeah. And which that is, is the silly. weirdest thing. Yeah, that is the weirdest thing. But otherwise, like you wouldn't know that's <laughs> like, that. like it's like dating someone new and insisting that they yeah. get rid of all pictures <laughs> of their ex or something it's like you didn't exist before us yeah um so i don't know it's weird i yeah. also this is like i don't know if epic does fuck up Bandcamp, yeah you know what would not be particularly hard or expensive to replicate almost exactly Bandcamp. Uh, Bandcamp. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like it could just pop up again. It could just pop up again it's, it's in a couple e- of it's, years it's if they Ethan, fuck it up. It's Ethan Diamond in a fake mustache. Yeah. He's like, hi, my name's Nathan Sapphire. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Music Place. Come to Music well, I Place. I love Music Place. Um well, thanks, Nikki, for talking to me about Pokemon and Epic and Bandcamp. I appreciate thanks it. For, thanks for having me, John. And Paul, wherever you are, thank you. Thanks again to Nikki for stopping by and talking about Pokemon and Epic. That was a lot of fun. Uh, let's do some cleanup for just three quick stories that happened this week. Uh, one, Elden Ring. That's one of the best games of the year, of the past five years, of the decade, of all time. It's very, very good. I think you should play it, especially if you like these kind of games. Um, but on PC, it was not very good at launch in terms of its actual performance. There was frame rate stuttering and weird texture texture pop-in, stuff that you just would not imagine would occur, especially on high-end PCs um, compared to console counterparts, which are basically fine with all this stuff. Uh, There was a a fix that came out this week to address a lot of those performance issues on PC, but still arcane weapon scaling as of this recording has not been fixed. That is still an ongoing issue across all uh, platforms. So uh, if you are an arcane build, there are some arcane weapons that just don't scale properly, but I'm sure they're in I'm sure they're going to fix that. Uh, it shouldn't stop you from playing this game. It's very, very good. It is one of my favorite games to come out in a very long time. Uh, I did not think another open world game would hit me the way that uh, Elden Ring has since Breath of the Wild. I thought Breath of the Wild was going to be the be all end all. I still think traversal in Breath of the Wild is unmatched, but there is a sense of discovery and wonder in Elden Ring's open world that is really phenomenal. I'm enjoying the game a lot, and now on PC, it's even better. And on Steam Deck, uh, Valve actually did a fix to uh, make the game run super well on P- on Steam Deck already. So, like, that, that game runs better on Steam Deck, they say, than it does on, like, a regular desktop PC. So, <laughs> can't believe this, but the ideal PC way to play Elden Ring might actually be on a Steam Deck if you are an owner of a Steam Deck already. I'm not. I'm waiting for mine. I wish it was here. <laughs> 
Uh, moving on, uh, Final Fantasy fourteen had another live letter. It was a bit shorter this time. Uh, there are a lot of notes from this, but I won't go over all of them. You can you can find all of the details over at thelinkshell.com. That is Fanbyte's Final Fantasy fourteen vertical. Uh, it's amazing. Mike Williams and Michael Hyam did a great job covering the live letter. One thing I'll say is uh, inactive uh, estates, basically the housing, uh, the personal housing market in Final Fantasy XIV, uh, there is uh, – they announced a long time ago that they would start demolitioning uh, the inactive estates. So if you owned a house or estate and just weren't doing anything in it, hadn't checked it in a long time, they were going to demolish it. They kept delaying it, and now they're also delaying it again. Uh, they're delaying it indefinitely due to the uh, circumstances happening in the world. They say they just don't want to do anything to uh, affect player experience right now uh, like that. They don't want to take stuff away from folks that might not be able to check into the game. And that makes a lot of sense. It's really a, a nice thing to do. Uh, but yeah, no word on if they're going to actually set a date uh, for, for automatic demolition, but we will obviously let you know when we know. Uh, speaking of world events that are sad and upsetting, uh, GSC Game World, that's the developer behind the upcoming Stalker 2 game, uh, released a video about the state of the studio in the midst of the attack from the Russians against Ukraine. Uh, G GSC Game World is a Ukrainian studio. Uh, so this is, uh, this is a studio that is obviously impacted by this. Uh, they link in a blog post to come back alive an organization that helps Ukrainian military and their families. Uh, they said in the post quote, our country is forced to fight for existence again. Seems like this is the price of freedom. Now we are striving to help our employees and their families survive. The game development shifted to the sidelines, but we will definitely continue after the victory glory to Ukraine in quote. Uh, yeah, so this game was already facing delays due to some, uh, well, rumored budget issues, especially after they backed off from doing NFT blockchain stuff to raise more money for the game. Uh, and now we just don't have a date for this. Of course, there are way more important issues uh, in the world, uh, like the health and safety of these folks. So obviously that is a-okay. Uh, hope everyone at the studio and everyone in Ukraine uh, can uh, make it through this peacefully and without a lot of pain. Um, but yeah, so far, not not so good. Um, those are really the, the main stories that have happened uh, this week, I would say, uh, aside from, of course, the Epic Bandcamp uh, acquisition, as well as the Pokemon Present stuff. Uh, but yeah, that's, there's a lot of stuff. I, I'll, I'll touch on a couple games that you might want to look at this week. Gran Turismo 7 just dropped. I think that is a very slick game. It is a return to form. If you, uh, if you are, uh, missing the single player campaign stuff that happened in, uh, the PlayStation two era, uh, that was taken away in PlayStation three and PS4 era, you're going to really like what they've done with GT seven. It's really, really good. Uh, Elden ring is amazing. Of course, uh, risk of rain two has DLC see out that's all that's all available right now so you should go check all of that stuff out and uh you know what let's get you ready for next week's games how about that Okay, we've got a pretty cool slate of games coming out this week, as well as the full picture of the Xbox Game Pass for March 2022. So let's get let's get down to it. Uh, on March 9th, a game called RPG Time: The Legend of Right 
comes to Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, PC, iOS, and Android. Uh, this game debuted at E3 2019. That was the last physical E3 that I went to. Maybe the last physical one ever. We'll see. Um, it looks it looks like a really interesting, like hand drawn. You're playing at a desk at a school kind of RPG. It's very cool. A lot of like mixed media visuals um i have no idea how this plays really it looks very interesting uh but i might check it out because it's coming out on a bunch of different platforms it looks very very cool uh ash walkers come to comes to nintendo switch on march 10th uh, as well as aztec forgotten gods now that's aztec a-z-t-e-c H that comes to PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Also on March 10th, Chocobo GP. I'm super excited about this. This is a Final Fantasy themed racing game. Yes. So I'm going to get my hands on that this week. Uh, that comes to Switch. Uh, also on uh, March 10th, a lot of games on March 10th. Submerged Hidden Depths comes to PlayStation 5, 4, Xbox Series X and S, and Xbox One and PC. Workshop Simulator comes to PlayStation 4, Xbox One and PC. Young Souls, which is not a Souls-like, comes to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. That's all on March 10th. Uh, and finally, WWE 2K22, after a full year absence, uh, the the licensed WWE game is back on PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, and PC. I will probably try this out. They say they've overhauled some aspects of the gameplay, the graphics engine. I keep reading in previews that that might not all be true. Might be a very similar game to what we've seen in the past, but willing to give it a chance they've they've up they've upgraded a lot of stuff in terms of defense you can not only uh do limitless reversals and blocks and stuff you can now do these different kind of negation moves to basically cancel out a move it's a little bit more like a fighting game now in a wwe 2k setting which could be a good or a bad thing we'll actually have to see we'll have to wait and see uh i do know that the graphics don't look that great <laughs> they keep talking about the graphics being overhauled but they they look kind of as bad as they ever have uh but I'm very, very critical of these games. If you love these games and, and, and you know, uh, usually have fun with it, I'm sure you'll have fun with this one too. Uh, but uh, I'll probably get my hands on this one later this week and I will report back as soon as I have any sort of impression. Let's get to Xbox Game Pass, shall we? Uh, available right now, Far Changing Tides. Uh, it is a very cool platformy solve puzzle uh, flooded landscape thing. It's very, very cool. You've seen trailers for it, I guarantee. It's a big ship with like a rotating fan thing. It's really cool. Uh, and also Microsoft Flight Simulator on the cloud. You can now play it on cloud gaming. You could play it before uh, on physical devices. Now you can also play it on cloud. Uh, it's the best flight simulator in the world. I don't need to tell you that. Also available now is Lightning Returns Final Fantasy 13. That is the third game in the Final Fantasy 13 lineage. Uh, basically, Lightning's got a Save the world in 13 days. It's a little bit like Majora's Mask. It's like a really wild thing starring this character. If you go from, if you see the first five minutes of the first Final Fantasy 13 and then you play Lightning Returns, you're like, wow, what happened? What could have possibly happened between these two things? A lot. It's a complicated series. Uh, coming up, uh, Kentucky wrote zero, wrote, my goodness, Kentucky Route Zero. 
is a uh, five-part indie game that is very near and dear to a lot of folks, including myself. It's it's coming on uh, March 10th to Xbox Game Pass. That's a really cool, cool game to pick up if you've never played it. Lawn Mowing Simulator is exactly what it sounds like. That's also coming March 10th. And uh, this is a very cool one. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy is one of the best games to come out last year. It apparently did not do great in terms of sales, which is a bummer because this game is excellent. It is an excellent character-driven action RPG. I definitely think you should give it a shot, especially on Xbox Game Pass. That is a no-brainer. You should definitely check that out. Uh, Young Souls, which you mentioned in the release, uh, it is uh, it, uh, kind of, it's mostly a beat-em-up game, really, but it's uh, coming on March 10th to Game Pass. Uh, and what else is there? There's stuff leaving Game Pass as well. Uh, we have to remember those things. Fogs, which is a game that Nikki and I played uh, at, I want to say, PAX East in 2020? Yeah, I think that's where it was. Uh, that's a little co-op game. It's pretty cool. It's definitely worth picking up on Game Pass. You have until the 15th to play that unless and you can buy it for a 20% discount. Not sure I'd buy that one, but you should definitely play it before it leaves. Torchlight 3, just of course, a Diablo-like uh, hack and slash that's leaving on the 15th. The Surge 2 leaving on the 15th. And the big one that's leaving is near Atana. Uh, oh my gosh. Near Automata, uh, one of the best RPGs to come out in the past decade. Uh, that is leaving. You should definitely pick that one up for that 20% discount if you haven't played it yet. Uh, it is definitely worth having in your library. Uh, so yeah, my picks for Game Pass, definitely Guardians of the Galaxy. Definitely check out Kentucky Route Zero. A lot of bangers, actually. I mean, Lightning Returns is really interesting. Far Changing Tides, Flight Simulator, if you need to play it on cloud. A lot of good stuff. Uh, again, I mentioned earlier, there's a lot of good stuff that just came out too. So if anything's fallen uh, uh, by the cracks, like falling through the cracks, then uh, you got a lot. You got a lot to catch up on. Grand Turismo Seven, Horizon Forbidden West. It'll never stop being funny to me that Horizon keeps coming out with games, and then a vastly superior open world game comes out a week later. It's so bad for those folks. It's so avoidable. They could just not do that. They could they could release it the week before Madden. That's what they ought to do. Anyway, I digress. That is going to do it for this week's episode. I want to thank my guest, Nikki Grayson. You can find them over on Twitter at Godsua. You can also find us on another podcast every single week right here on the podcast network uh, called Friends Reunion. We host that with LB Hunters. It's a really, really good time. You should go check it out. Um, uh, yes, so thanks again, Nikki. If you want to follow my wonderful producer, Paul Tamayo, you may follow him at Polymayo. I know he is vibing and super happy right now playing Gran Turismo 7. That makes me so happy. I wish I was at, at home playing that right now, to be honest. It's a good game. Uh, <laughs> you can find me at Floppy Adult. You can find all of our podcasts at podcastnet.work. You can find all of our wonderful streams at twitch.tv slash fanbite. I have a stream. It's a companion piece to this show called Tuesday Morning the Show. Wouldn't you guess it? it it's on Tuesday mornings. Uh, I believe it is at 1030 Eastern. That's when it usually starts. Um, and uh, yeah, you should you should watch that stream. It's really good. We usually tackle the early, early week stuff. Sometimes we'll do tier lists, things like that. It's a fun time. So you should check it out. That's twitch.tv slash fanbite. We're, of course, also playing Elden Ring right now on Merit Souls. That's every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. It's the best. 
It's so good. I love Clan Bros, the uncle. Uh, all right, folks, until next week, which will be a very cool episode hosted by producer Paul Tamayo. You're welcome. Thank you.